Yo, 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 what's going on, you guys? I am Jamar.com. We are live with another edition of Verbal Brainstorm. I'm here with the very lovely Dell Harrison from New York City, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the building. She's in the building. I'm in the building. We're about to go Facebook Live with this uh, for some of you out there who are on various social media platforms. If you want to Facebook Live, and I got a little dish oh, okay. to go. You want to go live? We got all kinds of devices Let me just and say, technology. Jamar has all the technology here, guys. This is why I filed for bankruptcy back in 2012, uh, because I <laughs> because I have all of this equipment that I'm not paying for at all. I'm not paying for this. None of this. Stuff. I mean, he lost a house <laughs> I lost only a to house. gain three Macs, fifteen speakers, fifteen speakers, one soundboard, <laughs> eight TVs. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's going down over here at Jamar's. And I'm happy to be here amongst yeah, the technology. I'm, ha I'm happy to have you. I'll tell you what, though, folks. If you want to get your credit right, get your mind right, get your finances right, I am the man you need to speak to because I've been there, done that. I've had cars repossessed in the past. Now I own three, all right? So what I'm saying is you can recover from any situation that happens to you in your life. Um, you know what? We got to pay the bills, though. We got to pay the sponsors. I got I to gotta give a shout out. I got three main sponsors and one eventual sponsor, if they're listening, uh, Jet Smarter. You heard of Jet Smarter? I have no. I have not. She's like. She's like. I had. She paused because I'm. I'm confusing it with the ads on JetBlue with Jet Setter. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now are you a Jet Setter now? No, I am an American Airlines Advantager. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. Advantager. Because you know, being a white woman, um, you know, I I like the word advantage. Okay. It's over people. I'm feeling more superior. So that's why I'm an advantager. Okay. But I'll tell you what. Let's let's be real here. The idea of the idea of jet setting doesn't belong to JetBlue, okay? Let's not twist it up. Jet setting is a lifestyle where you say, you know what? I want to go here. I want to go there. I own a passport, okay? Yeah. Uh, did you know 70% of Americans do not own a passport? Wow. Yeah. That's We live in a very not, not well-traveled, ignorant place. Oh, God. You're about to get the hair done what? later, though, right? What? I am about to get the hair done later. Um, you know, um, yeah, just made the appointment, which is what he's commenting on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like this Facebook Live angle. Angles. It's all um, about the angles. Get that above angle. What, yeah, what do girls do? Yeah. It's above. Oh, you got to yeah, go above. Why don't you put it up on there? Angle. Listen, why don't you? This is the thin angle right here. Oh, I'm not going to have it live the whole time. Okay, okay. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Put it up here. How's it doing? Um, so check oh, this. Shit. What's, his, what's the name? Oh, sorry, y'all. Sorry. Oh, 6 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock. No, no, no. I got something to do at 6 o'clock. Okay. Which so, is 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Which, yeah. Um, or, which, excuse me, Pacific Time. You got to do something 6 o'clock this time? Yeah, I got what? another podcast to do, and I almost forgot, too, because okay. my day got started with this horrible news, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the news in yeah, a second. Yeah, let's... What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pay the sponsors. We're gonna do a we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple random verbal brainstorm type things. How about it? Then we're gonna take a break because I got another interview at two that I gotta fill in for and do okay. five minutes. Okay. Then when we come back, we go full in, all out. All out. Ah. Let's do it. Let's ah. pay the sponsors. I'm a beast. Come Check on it back. out. So uh Jet Jet Smarter is one of my future sponsors. They don't know it yet. Uh, but this is a jet club, private jet club. Uh, for fifteen thousand dollars a year, you get unlimited flights on any open leg jet from anywhere that you are. So if you're in LA and there's an open jet to New York, they do LA to New York twice a week. Uh. You can hop on and off whenever you want. Unlimited, fifteen thousand dollars. Now look, I know some of you, some of you people. All are up front or what? All well, it's all up front for the first year. 
And then after the about five thousand or so are initiation fees. After that, it's like nine thousand a year. So it's nine thousand. But a every year, time so it's upfront. You got to pay it up front, baby. Yeah. Real businesses don't play around. They, they yeah. want their money now, yeah. and you enjoy the benefits later. Yeah. We're not doing that Uber lifestyle. Yeah, no. You just pay it $5 yeah. here, $3 yeah. here. No, no layaway plans. No layaway plans on, on the 15000 this, this is the Jet Smarter plan. Yeah, look, and, and if, you, if you can use it, you should have the money. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I think, though, is before we get into the, 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 the sponsor that actually uh, helped this show out, I want to talk about goal setting, okay? Because I, f- I feel like in life, you know, people, they want to reach towards, you know, unrealistic goals. Uh, I want I want a Bugatti, all right? I don't want one, but people say things like, I want a Bugatti. A Bugatti is a million-dollar vehicle. How about have a million dollars worth of experiences in life? How about it? $15,000, Jet Smarter, that would be the type of experience because they've got stuff like New York to Monaco. Wow. Have you ever been to Monaco? I have not been to Monaco. Do you know how much a plane ticket to Monaco costs? No. How much does it cost? At least $2,000. What's in Monaco? Rich people. Oh, okay. And the thing is, is if we want to feel rich internally, we got to spend time in places where there are riches and, and, and get, get used to it. Like it ain't nothing new to us because it really isn't. You know the richest man who ever lived in the world, Mansa Musa, from Africa. Wow. He was worth, at some point, estimates around, you know, present, back in the day. So this was, you know, before, it was before Christ, it was before Christianity came about. It was, what is it? But B.C. He was B.C. time. Mm. Worth like, I don't know, $100 billion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He owned the whole world. He owned the whole world. He really did. He literally went on a caravan from, like, someplace in, in Mali to Mecca. And just brought like 10,000 people with him. All carried gold. And just handing out gold on the way over there. That's the kind of baller shit he was doing. He was just changing economies. Now look, you probably are like, who is this guy talking about? You can Google it, you can Wikipedia. But what I recommend you do is you check out the Hidden Colors series. Hidden Colors 1, 2, 3, and 4 just came out. It's the number one DVD on Amazon. Okay. Hidden Colors 4. It talks about the history of blacks. And not just about slavery, people. We have a rich history. We've been around for thousands of years. Yes. Greatness hallelujah. is within us. It's within our DNA. But you got to know more to do more. How, hallelujah on that. Hallelujah. Um, um, yeah. So that's enough for the goal setting. Set your goals. Set realistic goals. I think $15,000 a year to pay for an unlimited flight membership, mm. especially for, for uh, Americans who really don't travel much, would be a worthwhile investment to change your life, mm. to change your perception. Um, and you know what? I think more people start seeing blacks around the world just traveling. They have a different mm. perception of us than the one that they see portrayed in media. I know. So we got to get out there. We got to spread our wings. Yeah. Spread our wings I'm and fly away to a place that I love for. We <laughs> <laughs> crazy as hell. This is, we, you know what? I think I might have found my new co-host one day. You know this what? I would love it. This girl is amazing. Oh, my God. But let's pay. We're going to pay the sponsors. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back, you guys. Sponsor number one just became official. I don't know if you guys care much about health and wellness and nutrition. Love me. Um, but um, a company called, owned by Joe Rogan uh, called On It. On It Nutrition is one of the show sponsors. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, information about uh, how you can help support the podcast and support your own self through proper nutrition. Everything from protein to, to nootropics. Are you familiar with nootropics, girl? No. We're not talking about weed. 
nootropics. I'm very familiar with weed, though. <laughs> so okay. imagine if you could use a supplement that probably costs a fraction of what weed costs without the, the, the munchies and the sleepiness and just straight up focus, intensity, get, get the job done. There's a, there's a product that you got to check out called Alpha Brain. Okay. It's a tremendous product. Okay. They went through a double placebo trial which means that people didn't know they were taking it and reporting their results of it. So okay. it's unbiased. Okay. And what they found is you're talking about a 15 to 20% increase in your cognitive capabilities mm. by taking this supplement. Wow. Many people drink coffee to get it's that It's a pill? Same. It's a pill. Well, okay. they have it in pill form and they also have it in liquid form. You could just put it into your coffee and then mm. drink it up. Mm. So this is an amazing company. They've been kicking ass, taking names. And what's the name of it again? It's called Onnit. Onnit.com. O-N-N-I-T. I'll okay. give you my. I haven't gotten my exact offer code yet. I'm probably it's probably gonna be something like you know Jamar J or something. No, my Twitter handle. Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, the banners will be up on my website this weekend. So check that out. You guys support the podcast. Support your own nutrition and health. Onit.com. All right. All right. Onit. That's the first one. The second one. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Kia of San Bernardino. Okay. Known as All Star Kia. All right. I'm actually going to be emceeing their um, their spring show. Uh, 600 people. Okay. Over in uh, in San Bernardino, and so you guys check them out. I'm going to have a link uh, on my website. You guys can get a a five dollar oil change and a free ticket to the show. Alrighty, I'll be on that website. You know what I'm saying? ASAP. So, <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. I'm gonna be pushing that hard on social media. Get your car checked out. Get your oil changed. Get a ticket to the show. Come, yeah. come check it out. Who knows? I might even have a special guest. I might even have a special guest. Wow. To come perform with me on How that show. How about it? Uh, uh. How hello, about it? Hello, Dale. Um, you know what? So, I would love to come on that show. When so, is it? So shout out. It's gonna be. Uh, I want to say it's March 15th of 2017. So this is way oh, okay. out. I'm doing super yeah. promotion. Way out. This, this but, guy, this is a rich guy. Only rich people, okay, <laughs> plan a show two years in advance. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so shout out to All Star Kia of San Bernardino, uh, my boy David Choi over there. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool cats, and they're trying to do some really cool stuff out in the community. So be on the lookout for that. Links will be up on my website, IamJamar.com. That's fine. And that's then fantastic. for my final sponsor, I'm gonna give a shout out to something that's kind of really unique. Um, have you heard of uh, Obamacare? Yes, I have. A lot of people have good things to say, bad things to say. It's, it's the very, it's a very, it causes a lot of anxiety in people. I don't know why. You didn't have anything before. I know, but some people don't care. They don't want nothing that a black man made. No, I'm just no, I'm just no, you, no, that was the truth. That was the truth. That All right. was the truth. Well, check this out. Um, I'm working with a company called uh, Vipco, VIP company, Vico, Vipco, VIP Co. And they have a program called the Vipco at Work program. And what this program does is it provides employers with incentives to provide their employees with additional wellness program benefits. Now to put it simply, Imagine if you could just call your doctor up instead of going in and paying a paying a visit and a copay to get something as simple as some medicine, right? Mm-hmm. No copay. You call your doctor up 24/7. Handle that. It's handled. So employers get an incentive of about $500 per per employee to do the right thing. Wow. That is one of the things that Obamacare helped implement. Wow. It's a little known tax credit that people aren't aware of, uh, but it's called the Vipco at Work program. For more information about that. You can email me directly, and I'll give you the hookup. 
about it. Jamar, J-A-M-A-R-R at myvipcode.com. We're talking about crazy savings. Just the other day, I was talking to a friend who is the manager of an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. 50 employees that work there who take care of the elderly, which is an important thing. Right? Yeah. Right? Important thing. A lot of people think about their, their elderly. When I was in college, I worked at an assisted living facility. Those were some of the sweetest people. And their own kids don't visit them half the time. Mm. So the most of the family that they have are those employees. Mm. So shouldn't we do right by those employees? Make yeah. sure they have every benefit in place to take care of themselves. 50 employees, on average, it's about $500 per employee. So I can save that business $25,000 with no cost out of pocket. Mm. You hear me, people? No cost out of pocket. Wow. Take a look at the program. For more information, just hit, like I said, email me, jamar at myvipco.com. I will send you some, some information, a quick little video on it. It'll explain it. But that company is paying me. Lots of money to just shout out, spread the word. It's good news. It is right? great news. Good news in the hood. Again, this is Verbal Brainstorm. I'm here with Dell Harrison, yeah. comedian from New York City. From New York. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're talking about everything from current events to where her career is going to what's popping, what brought it? her from New York to L.A. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting hot. It's sex in the city. It's everything going on, you guys. <laughs> She's about to get her hair done later. I'm about to get a pedicure. We're doing crazy stuff here at Verbal too. Brainstorm. I'm Jamal.com. At Jamal J on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be right back. Deuces. Yeah, it's your boy, Jay Infinity. Jay Infinity. About to do this intro track for Verbal Brainstorm. JamalJohnJohnson.com. Check it. Science, math, people, laugh. I'm so glad my podcast you have in your damn ear. Have no damn fear. I'm taking it there. Verbal Brainstorm is here. The coast is clear, super califragilistic, man, I don't really care. I'm foolish, it's clear, but ain't no other comics doing this right here. So grab your headphones and come on this journey. Leave your ass laughing so hard, your body be off on a gurney. Oh, what's the hurry? It may last an hour. And if you don't like it, lick my balls, baby, sour. Hey, we're back. I'm sitting here with the lovely... Del Harrison <laughs> from New York City. Are you from New York originally? Where are you from originally? No, New Orleans originally. New- oh my God, that's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my town. Jamar right is that. so popular, guys. That, that was, was his phone. A, that wasn't me. That was ESPN notifying me of, <laughs> of, some, of, of Kevin Durant making some other moves. He, Kevin Durant just got, he just uh, free, free agent with signed the with the Warriors. Yeah. Unbelievable! They're, they're cheating now in the NBA. They're cheating. Yeah, Why they're is cheating. that cheating? No, because um, as remember, um, uh, Aisha Curry said the NBA was rigged. Well, this is further evidence because you just got one of the best players in the league to sign with the other best player in the league and another best player in the league and another. They got four best players in the league right now. I know, but I'm why is kidding. that bad? Well, you know what? It's not bad. Because they want to be amongst the best. They're not going to win the championship this year. I'm telling you that right now. Cleveland's going to repeat. I'm a Cleveland fan. I got LeBron James tattoo on my leg. What? King James. Hello? King James. King James. My God. That's a, a real fan. I'm a real fan. Um, and this was back when he was not a champion. I, I got this back when they was everybody was hating, calling him King Crybaby, King Crab Legs. Now, I, Cleveland, that is a city I'll just dislike forever why they, because they're depressed over there i know but you know the way they was burning his jersey and <laughs> all just, that over they, a, a sports player have you guys no no no, no. no other priorities it's, it's about it's and then he still came back and won for y'all it's not just you know a what i'm saying and now you're riding this d- 
These anyway. nuts. No, no, but you know what? It's a, it's about ownership and 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 black I know athletes. you don't own LeBron. <laughs> you don't own him, Cleveland. So get it together and get you some other players. Anyway, Cal- shout out to LeBron. Let's let's keep it positive. Calgon, take me away. Calgon, please take, take me, me away. <laughs> take me away, Calgon. Oh my God! So look, um, this is verbal brainstorm, and so we're gonna talk about some current events. We're okay. gonna brainstorm, let's but we're not it. gonna just talk about them. We're gonna come up with solutions. Okay, I like practical that idea. or impractical. We're gonna come up with some Let solutions. Let me know if I got some nuts ish. all around my mouth. No, we oh, we be having some almonds, people. We eat we eat healthy snacks here at Verbal Brainstorm. And I really appreciate that too. Uh, first, before we get any further, because people might want to follow you on Twitter and Instagram right now. What's what's your follow me at I am D E L Harrison. I am D E L Harrison on everything. Her, follow her, D E L Harrison, y'all. I am D E L. She will give you the deal. She will give you the deal. I am. I am. I am D E L Harrison. I am Jamar.com. That's my website where you guys can go check out my sponsors and uh, support the support the podcast. Support yourself. Support your health. Support your wealth. If you want to get your money right, get your. There's a guy. This, you, know, you guys don't understand. I listen to so many podcasts, but one of my favorite podcasts is a really good podcast by a guy named uh, Grant Cardone. Probably mm-hmm. never heard of him. He's just in the business world. He's a funny dude. He's a twin. Um, he's worth about $300 million, just from, like real estate and sales. Mm. He used to be a car salesman, but he does sales training. Mm-hmm. Now, I bought some of his books, good stuff. I'm not going to buy one of his programs. He's going to have to give me a military veteran brother discount before I get one of his $14,000 sales programs. What? $14,000 sales programs? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, Guys, you know. this podcast <laughs> is for the well-off. <laughs> First of all, he mentioned the first thing he mentioned was the fifteen thousand dollar a year yeah. flight, which is a good deal. Unlimited, unlimited, um, unlimited. And now he's mentioning something for fourteen thousand. So, um, yeah, guys, get it together out have there you before seen, you turn this on. Del, okay? Have you seen the Matrix? I have seen the Matrix. Do you, so, do you understand that this world all around us is? No, I feel like we're in the Matrix. We are in the Matrix, mm-hmm. and so let's talk about the Matrix of ones and zeros. When you understand programming, the, the language of programming, you now open yourself up to a financial world unlike any other. And it is my belief, this is the, the solution for all of black people's problems. Instead of learning rap lyrics, learn how to code and control the world around you. Hello? Can I get Hello? an amen? Amen. Control the world around you. Because listen, if you know how to code, you're sitting in the comforts of your home barricaded in, security cameras, and you're making money online in a way that doesn't require you to go out and sell a loose cigarette. Because look, the cops, they after us. Now they're when, they're when, after when, us. When you mean code, what do you mean specifically? When I mean do you code. Mean right, like HTML code? H- all forms of code. What? Everything. Okay. Learn how to code because not only coding in terms of let me build a website or coding, let me create a program or an app that can be sold. Not just that, but understanding the code of the internet and the code of commerce online keeps you sa- keeps your black ass safe. Mm. And I think until we, we got to get our money up, we got to get our money tight. That's one of my mentors, you guys. Let me turn these phones off. You got everything going. See, that's why everything you can't is have at everything one time. I got everything connected to the computer. You got phones ringing. There's on eight phones screen. ringing right now, guys. I'm too connected, you guys. I'm plugged into the matrix. But my point is, Put it like this. I have friends. One of my friends is from uh, Haiti. He mm-hmm. lives in Canada because America mm-hmm. wouldn't take him. Why? Because they was hating. You know, he's like, you undocumented immigrant. It's amazing mm. how they won't take you when you... 
But Haitian, Haitian. But you Mexican, you they'll Exa- take you. Exactly. But no, but Trump wants to build a wall. But he makes about $120,000 a year online only. Wow. He makes money on. How does he do that? Um, have you ever heard of CPA marketing? Yeah. Click per action. Okay. He builds lists. He sells items. eBay. He builds email lists? Email lists. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, um, Facebook campaigns. Mm. YouTube marketing, which people don't mm. know. That's really the next frontier you should look at because the cost per acquisition of new said list building or selling of item is so, is so because le- everybody's on Facebook. Instagram is owned by Facebook. Uh, yeah, so everybody's on Instagram. YouTube is an opportunity to get on there and, and get your marketing on. That's why you might have, have you ever heard of a guy named uh, Ty Lopez? I have. Yeah, because he does YouTube marketing big. He okay. p- buys a lot of it, but he's selling products. So eventually people are going, he's like, hey, this is my Lamborghini. He's like doing like FaceTime, mm-hmm. and you see his Lamborghini mm-hmm. behind, and he's talking about reading a book a day. He has a TED Talk that has a million views. Part of that is because he used a YouTube strategy. I think somebody just tagged yeah. him in his videos. So, and the thing is, you know, I'm, I, I, call, I consider myself an entrepreneur, right? An entrepreneur who happens to be very funny. That's what I consider myself. Mm-hmm. But the key part is entrepreneur. And to me, entrepreneur, comedian, creativity encapsulates all of that. And as a, com- as a comedian, as an entrepreneur, as an entertainer, you got to understand the marketing game. Because marketing is what controls everything. Mm. Everything it p- comes down to marketing. The reason why Kevin Hart is so successful, he's mastered the marketing game. Yeah. He started with email marketing. Mm. After Soul Plane, he was not selling out shows, right? Soul Plane was mostly bootleg. People didn't go see it in theater, so he didn't have the cachet. It was a notoriety. So he built from the ground up like a guerrilla, guerrilla warfare, right? And he built his list. Mm. If you listen to the, one of the old episodes of Mark Maron's podcast, What the Fuck, one of the early episodes with Kevin Hart, he breaks down his whole strategy of how he built his list email mm. by email and had his team of people. These emails are the most important thing. Right, mm. and when you build that list, now you can write to your people weekly, daily. See, with Facebook, people don't know this, but all your friends don't see every post you make. Mm-hmm. They only show like five to ten percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, based on the the how many likes it gets and how many retweets and shares, they show it to more of your own friend list. But you still, if you want to show your whole friend list, you gotta pay to play. So you gotta pay Facebook a nickel of view or dime of view or whatever to expose it to your whole timeline mm-hmm. unless you physically tag every single person. Now if you, I got almost 5,000 friends. There's no way I'm tagging 5,000 people. Yeah. You just want the time. Yeah. So that's what Facebook's game is all about. You got something you want to share, you better be willing to pay for it. Mm. So that's the name of the game. Yeah. But guess what? Guess what? You know what's crazy? If you look at is all the Is there a way around that though for the people who may be trying Listen, to get more views? Listen, the, the way around it is to build an email list so all your Facebook friends should also, you should have every one of those people's email list. If you ain't got the email for them or the tech, the number to text them, they ain't really your friends. Yeah. Get rid of them because essentially you wow. can't reach them. Yeah. You can't reach them when you want to. Yeah. Unless you go one by one. You want to be able to reach your list in masses. That's why email marketing is still one of the most effective sales mm. way of, way of mm-hmm. selling. Mm-hmm. That's why um, texting. I don't know if you have you heard of Ryan Leslie. Mm-hmm. Ryan Leslie created an app himself. He coded it. It's called Superphone. It raised a million dollars in funding from outside sources to come help. Wait, it. What's Superphone about? Superphone is something you need to look into. Um, I believe it's about $35. Take so many notes you do got to take notes because I don't Guys, be I hope you out there taking notes too. Take notes. This is valuable. I'm dropping dimes. I'm dropping wisdom. Listen, um, I'm not going to tell you guys how much I've made in the last year or so, but put it like this I don't have a regular job. I work from home. Um, I hustle. 
I use the social economy to network, to, to build relationships, to, to build businesses, and I live life on my own terms. And I've learned from some of the top mentors in the game, right? Ask Gary Vee, top social media expert, took his father's local wine business from three million a year to 50 million, all with a YouTube channel, all right? Wow. That's who this guy is. So that's what I spend my time doing, hanging out with cool people, learning cool things, you know, I feel like your art is your art, yeah. and it's in you at all times. So every, yeah. everywhere you go, you're adding to it. But yeah. understanding business is what's going to help you set yourself apart and yeah. then partner with people rather yeah. than you go be work for them. Yeah. You want partnerships. Not, people are like, hey, Jamal, can, I, can you hook me with a job, brother? I can't hook you up with a job. I could you up with an opportunity yeah. to partner with me because yeah. you got to bring some stuff to the table that I can't do that you know how to do that we can yeah. work together. So yeah. I can show you what I know and you show me what you know. Yeah. We got synergy. Yeah. Not you come just do exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Where's your value? Yeah. You know? So I say all that to say this. I think that we're about to get into these issues of what's happening, what's affecting black folks. I'm with Jesse Williams. But we won't matter until we can talk with our wallets. Until we can affect I businesses. Until we can go to businesses and say, look, Nike, you supply combat boots to police officers. We're not wearing Nikes. No more until you guys help them rectify their situation that they can't seem to rectify on their own. That is when we start talking. You look at the whole situation, what happened with, with Miss Jackson, right? We, we started. Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. I am for, for real. real. She sat on that. She we, we boycotted that bus for a while mm -hmm. after after they ripped her off the front. Mm -hmm. But when you boycotted that bus, that's when the money starts talking. Mm -hmm. Black people, we are worth so much. Let's let's not just talk about the money we spend because mm -hmm. the money we spend mm -hmm. is one point seven trillion dollars a year of mm -hmm. money that mm -hmm. leaves our hands within four hours of making it. Wow. Because we don't own enough businesses to have the money recirculate through our economies, right? Jewish person, 18 days. That means for 18 days, the money is going from this Jewish person to that Jewish person. To that. It's being circulated because they own businesses. Mm. They own collectives. Mm. White people, it's like 15 days. Asian people, it's like 14 days. Hispanic people, it's like eight days. They got, look, because they, they own a little bit of things. Black people, four hours. Where is that statistic? That statistic coming is from? coming from because it's from a book called My Black Year, in which is this that a woman black person it's a black person wrote this book. Okay. She went to law school with Barack Obama. Okay. She's an attorney out of Chicago. That's that's on her resume. That's too, on guys. her resume. So you know, it was, you know, law school with Barack. Me, now she me, didn't know him, but she just no, 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 still no, no. went she, to no, school she knew the same him. year. Yeah, she knew him. She knew him. <laughs> Let's, she knew that motherfucker. She knew Barry. She knew Barry back in the day. I'm going to go to uh, my uh, Amazon you know, account. I, w I was saying that because I uh, was living in Brooklyn for the last 10 mm -hmm. years where most of the businesses there were black-owned, mm -hmm. and I supported them, and most of us did. So I don't know about that four hours because... No, no, no. But see, because see, when we talk about averages, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about you, yeah, everybody on yeah. the Yeah, so imagine you guys might spend 50% of your money at a black person, mm -hmm. but if the other tw 39 Point seven million blacks yeah. aren't spending money in black yeah. businesses. It's impacted Their greatly. The averages are just low. Yeah. So her name yeah. is Maggie Anderson. Okay. Uh, it's called Our Black Year, not My Black Year. Uh, uh, correct myself. Our Black Year, and it's one family's quest to buy black in America's racially divided economy. 
okay? And so really amazing book. There's also, for those people who, who don't like to read uh, or, who, or maybe some of you who can't read, uh, I feel sorry for if you can't read, please try to learn how to read. If, they're, if they can't read, they're not listening to this podcast. They don't you know have what? a computer. We may, th- that might change, though, because you don't need a computer. Most people got phones, though. Yeah, they, they got, got phones, phones. But they don't have a smartphone that can really <laughs> download a podcast. They I'm have, so- like, one of those, um, you know, you know how some people have iPhones, some people have the Samsung and then other people have that like HT the yin yang, the yin yang. Yeah. yeah, they can't get any podcasts on those phones, guys. It's strictly for text and phone calls. Now, you know, I'll tell you what. That is sure wireless. Now, I'll tell you what. Let's let's look at something that's kind of sad here. Okay. okay. What? Um, uh, Don't show me the Alton Sterling video. No, 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 no. I'm not showing you that. We 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 keeping it positive right now. Great. We're keeping it positive. Okay. Now I'm not gonna play this clip. Even with something sad. I'm not gonna play this clip. This is the clip of My Black Year, Maggie Anderson at TEDx Grand Rapids. Now, we're going to pause it. So now, first let me, the reason why I said the book was called My Black Year is because that's what the YouTube clip, the TEDx talk was. So, mm-hmm. so I wasn't crazy there. It's called, the book is called Our Black Year, but her YouTube clip, if you guys want to look it up, Maggie Anderson, My Black Year. Now, we're not going to play the clip because we don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get this pulled off of whatever, uh, YouTube or whatever, but uh, uh, it's, it only has 37,000 670 views. Now, there are 41 million black Americans in this country. Mm-hmm. So part of the issue that we have is the dissemination of the correct information to our people. So I'm going to ask this of you. If you're listening to this podcast, all five of you or ten, everyone counts, okay? I'm counting all ten of my podcast mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. I need you guys to get your, your asses up. To move your fingers. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the show notes in the link. Okay. So you can just copy and paste. You ain't even gotta retype or refine. Copy and paste and share this with at least ten of your friends. This this clip of Maggie Anderson speaking, it's an eighteen minute and nineteen second clip. No, eighteen minute and twenty two second clip about her experience, her black year, trying to spend with black businesses. So we can understand the severity of the problem. Ten people. I promise that I'm gonna do twenty people. Okay, before the week is out, today is uh, July 7th. Yeah. I'm going to share this with some folks so okay. that they can take a look. And then I'm going to follow up with them in a few days and ask them that they watch the clip to its entirety so that they understand the importance of us to, to become business owners. Okay. Okay. And I'm taking notes, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take some notes, too, because normally I go back, I listen to the podcast again, I take notes, because I, I take this thing seriously, because it's like this information is valuable. And, you know, it could be worth millions of dollars to the right person in the right hands at the right time. Yeah. So let's empower people. I'm going to make a million dollars this year, though. How about it? Can I join it's you? It's all going to be legal. Can I join you? You can. Yeah. You can. Uh, you know, I can show you a few things, you know, a few things. But it's important. And I don't want to be a million at a stunt. You know, I, I have one gold chain my mother bought me when I was 18. That's the only gold chain I'll ever wear. I promise. Cause he's not wearing it right now. Guys, I don't. I don't so wear you know. it. I keep it tucked away. It means a lot to me. Yeah. It, I, I, first of all, I don't even know if it's real. <laughs> my mother was on crack back in those days, and she had kind of kicked it, mm. and then was saving, and then like, mm. all right, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. But mm. I don't want to know. Nah, I'm just playing. Ma, you know I love you. Yeah, my it's real. My Ma, I got you. Okay, she's celebrating 27 real. years clean this year. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. But that New Jack City error got her. So look. There's a lot of problems on the table for blacks. What do you think are the top three things that we need to solve in 2016? 
Uh, the top three things I think we need to solve. Number one, fatherlessness. Mm. That is the key issue to most of the issues that, that I guess I think that's the source. Mm. Um, fatherless fathers are put there to lead mm. and to provide security mm -hmm. and to comfort and to bring funds into a household. And when you are missing that, essentially you get children that are longing to connect and belong and feel that security and feel um, the provisions in the household and they seek it, you know, uh, mm -hmm. little girl, little boys are seeking validation and mm -hmm. uh, so are little girls. Little girls are Absolutely. seeking confidence. Absolutely. And um, that will resolve a lot of things. All right. I'm with you on that. So in 2016, how can we, because one of the issues that we got to look at too is, you know, people don't always plan and have children the right way accordingly. I myself am guilty of it. I have a yeah. daughter. She's six years old. Was not planned. We're working, doing the best we can to be co-parents, right? By default, um, I feel a lot of um, shame and a lot of sadness that it didn't. Work, the relationship didn't work out. But I still see my daughter, you know, monthly, twice a month. I fly up and see her. I see her on Facetime. I let her know she's loved. So there's things that I know that we can do. But like, how do you think we? Because you you cannot solve the relationships never tearing apart. That's a, that's like a that's no, a human, humanity but, uh, thing. But how do you think, think we? So how do you think fathers can be more present? Is what I'm saying. I I think that uh, they can be more present. Um, well, I think that I, see when you talk about the relationship not working out. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is a high chance that it won't work out. Mm -hmm. That that's like a, a really yeah. you know seventy percent. Yeah, sixty six seventy. Yeah. So that's where you have to make the decision mm -hmm. to not have a child in a relationship that's not going to work out. Okay. Because essentially, if there's a high chance that it won't work out, the father really needs to be in the household. And I'm a child of a yeah. father not being in the household mm -hmm. and being raised by the village, you know, mm -hmm. thank God for my family um, who really uh, was there because my mother went to school. I was a, you know, child of a young mother and my father was also subjected to uh, the crack era, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so essentially, uh, thank God I was born, but I did suffer mm -hmm. some serious things. Yeah from them not being in the home. Absolutely. Because even though you may be active, somehow it, it is not the same validation as every day. Mm -hmm. The child really takes on uh, subliminally that it's their fault. Yeah. And then they seek out what that. they feel they are missing. Mm. And uh, particularly black males uh, have to seek out a belonging mm -hmm. and i think that you know that belonging it leads to the second largest problem which is blacks killing other blacks mm. um because there's a need for belonging there's a need for security there's people with great hearts that are being misled out in the streets so and i mean the gangbangers i mean i know 
uh, some people that have, are are hood, hood, hood. Hood rats. But they have fantastic hearts. Absolutely. They are making it the best way they can, but uh, essentially some of the ways they are choosing to make it are polluting their own environment. Their own environment and the environment where I'm passing through. Mm-hmm. You know, the white gentrifier does not take a chance on being harmed like the very black person that they these men will harm because mm-hmm. every race feel comfortable mm-hmm. harming the other race, mm-hmm. um, har- harming their own race, yeah. and leaving the other race alone. Gotcha. Uh, except for the white racist officers, which is our third problem. All right, so you think that's our you biggest know? problem in 2016? So I think white racism. Father, no, I don't <laughs> think white racism. No, no, white racist officers. I'm talking about the I officers. I think white racist officers. Yeah. I also think, I actually, I think uh, white racist officers and black officers on the force who are letting that happen. Because essentially, you have to stand by and watch this person be let off and not uh, not be convicted mm-hmm. and uh, and you're on that force mm. and um, I clip, don't know what they a, can do. There's a clip I gotta send you if I could find it. I think I have it saved on Facebook but um, there was a group of about 18 um, minorities of color melanoid we'll say melanoid officers because that's what it is we got melanin in our skin and they, they were people who tried to come out. They tried to put a stop to injustices that they saw. Mm-hmm. They tried to put a stop to the quotas that they were required to make in harassing people of color. And they were blackballed. They were black sheeped. And they were blacked out of, the, of their positions. Um, and first of all, why does things that are bad have to always be black? I know. So God damn it. We're Ooh, that's make that change deep. right here on the Ooh. Jamar J podcast. Black bald. They were white bald. White. They were Ooh, white bald. White bald. Oh, I like that. <laughs> they were white bald out of they their were white sheep. White sheep. They were considered the white sheep, and, and they therefore were, and they white bald. And they were white outed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Essentially, white out it is getting rid of something Ooh. or mistakes. So, Ooh, um, we people we're learning new things. Listen, white people are um, largely responsible with being what I like to call uh, what do you call it when someone is a you got innocent bystander. Which is somebody who just happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Most white people are not innocent bystanders. What I mean by that is they just try to be ignorant bystanders intentionally. There's stuff happening around them and they just pretend like they don't know about it. I don't think they. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying. Pretend. No, 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 no. no. I don't think that they. Um. Listen, because I know a lot of people who. I I have a lot of white friends who are just not aware of how much around them is wildly out of control because it doesn't affect them. They don't see it. It doesn't touch them. They don't know it. Unless you're watching the news every day and you're just trying to stay up on everything, that's the only way you could possibly know everything that's happening around you. I know. And I don't even watch the news every day because it's what a damper on my day. Like even this this morning, you know, uh, when my honey called me about 
the Alton Sterling thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, us just discussing it on mm-hmm. his way to work, my way to take care of what I had to take mm-hmm. care of, it just really put a damper on my day. That's the reason I don't watch, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not saying that I, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like there are some whites who are ignorant bystanders as as there are blacks who are ignorant bystanders. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I feel even at some part, uh, some some point, I am not ignorant, um, but I am a bystander that chooses to do her part in contributing the good into the world. Totally. I'm not a movement person. You yeah. know, get online and, you know, lately I've been online praying because I feel like the world needs more prayer. Okay. I feel like prayer, prayer, prayer got my father off a of crack. Prayer got me to L.A. Prayer got me healed. Uh, prayer works, you know, and I feel very strongly about that. Um, but I am a person that likes to do their piece of it rather than be like, we need to get together and march. We need to do that because we need to attack this in the mindset of our people. Like, if you can imagine with me, okay, and I know so many people would disagree, and you have every right to disagree because everybody has a right to their opinion, but... She's hitting things, y'all. If we did our parts, okay? Individually, yeah. did our parts, okay? But also, and, and what I mean doing their parts, meaning you contribute your good into the world, but let's, uh, let's train up our black males to not kill each other. Like, if we could resolve that one thing, because essentially, they do not attack white males. No, they don't. White cops attack black males, mm-hmm. and black males attack black males. Totally. That is a tragedy. So if we it, resolve the part that we can resolve, black males not attacking each other, the power, there's listen, so much power I, in that. I agree with you, but you got to understand mm-hmm. something. There was um, was a quote that I had on Twitter the other day that came to me. People invest when they believe they have a future. See, now that's where the fatherlessness is harming but, that belief. And, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I understand where you're going. But let me, let's, and this is why you got to check out the Hidden Color series, okay? okay. Uh, I'm going to put a link on my website under, probably under documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, the fatherlessness issue is not solely, you know, relationships aren't working out. There is something about, as a man, you mentioned funds, protection, security. When you're a man in America, all right, this is a capitalistic country, and you cannot financially provide for your family, for some forces, most of which are out of your control. The stats are are out. Go to inequality.org. A black man with a college degree is less likely to get a job than a white man with a felony and no high school diploma in America. You know, that has been from the beginning it has. of time. But but the, but it hasn't been from the beginning of time because we used to really hold it down for we're, our We're families. still holding it down. We're still holding it down. I'm still living it, in the generation yeah, yeah. where black people are holding it down. But but let me, uh, I want to parse something here really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you can't provide financially, when it's not equal footing, and there are stats. You can look at the Freakonomics uh, studies where the University of Chicago sent out 9,000 resumes, 4,500 of which had 
white sounding names, 4,500 have black sounding names, all the same information in terms of qualifications. And the black resumes were two thirds less likely to get a call back for an initial interview, okay? That type of stuff is affecting us. So you have people who can't get jobs, so they resort to illegal activities, they get caught up in the wrong crowd because there's, there is no mainstream way for them to just march into good lives. That affects the relationship. That affects how you feel about yourself. It affects your esteem, your self-esteem, all does. of that stuff. So as a man, it's hard to maintain a family when you can't provide for them. That's very, very difficult. But how are some people able to do it? Some are able to do it because some are uh, able to and get and the I mean few. A lot. a lot are able to do it because they can get the little bit of scraps and handouts that the white society allows them to receive. And what I mean by that is we st- black people in America still have the same amount of wealth as we had in the 1960s. We have one half of 1% of all of America's wealth. The, the number has not shifted one iota since the 60s. Okay. Now, there are more of us. There are more of us educated. There are more of us with million-dollar uh, careers and jobs. There are more of us who are billionaires. We have success stories individually. And so if there are more of us who are billionaires, but we how, still could only the, how could the percentage? What does that tell you? That tells you that the amount of wealth that is actually in existence has gotten even bigger, and the gap and the divide has gotten even wider. That's let's, what it tells let's you. Let's go back to the code and programming because I want to make a good, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. make a statement on programming Before and you code. go into that, codenow.org, khanacademy.org, those are places you can go to learn programming for absolutely zero money, for free, okay? So people need to understand that resources are out there, they're available, YouTube is out there, you got to sit through some commercials, right? I pay for YouTube Red, I pay $9 a month to have no advertising pumped into my ears. Because I listen to YouTube a lot. But you can learn how to code for free, people. There's no excuses to, to go grab your future and go get into the matrix and understand that freedom is only a few fingertips away. But get it, go ahead with your point about coding. 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 There's a different type of coding that I want black people. Uh, actually, not uh, coding is the wrong word. There's a different type of programming mm. that I want black people to uh, Speak do. on it, sister. I'm about to speak <laughs> on it, brother. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> I want you to challenge yourself as a black person to turn the televisions off oh, for one month. Hallelujah. For one month. I can pray to because, that. Because see, the programming <gasps> that that is happening, like the videos of the Alton Sterlings, the videos of of the killings, mm. um, the news, the um, mm. if you challenge yourself to turn the TV off for one month, your life will improve. And it's because you're now opted to program yourself. And we got to learn to program ourselves. See, the news, like, and and you know what? The the sad thing about television programming is it's in all the poorest places where it influences those people who have no direction the most. When I go to the laundromat, it's all about killing. It's all about the fatal attraction relationships. It's all about this woman being killed by this man. This news is on. CNN is on. It's 
bad every laundromat in New York and they don't change the channel when I go to the you know I used to get EB, my EBT card whenever I sit in the uh, to mm -hmm. you know for the, in the welfare office um, every station you know I'd be like can y'all turn that it's mm. so sad no we can't turn it we gotta leave it here you have to you leave have it there leave it. yes because it is about that programming mm. if we can do that then you will find that life is just so much better. You know, I live in a place where I see Martin Luther King's dream. I don't live in one of those places where it's just like white people just don't help. Every day some white person is contacting me to help. Now, do white mm -hmm. people get on my nerves? Yes. In particular, the white bookers that I audition for that keep telling me that I need to do work on my jokes when I know if a white woman had my jokes, she would be considered brilliant. Ooh. But um, I cannot... But but again, I, those are the white bookers that get on my nerves because they are a booker and they are white. Not all white bookers because sure. every time I talk to a white friend of mine who also uh, auditioned for the same club, they were told some other bullshit. Mm. So it is not white skin. It is that booker. Yeah, you know? this is, yeah, there's assholes. To, yeah, there's assholes for sure. There's assholes in every race. We have more assholes who are on police force. And I'm going to tell you, police forces are... You full know, of, they're full of them. Well, they're they are. My brother's one. My brother's their, own one. He's he's an asshole. And, and, and <laughs> God bless your brother. And, no, he's and cool. See, that's why he's I cool. Uh, and, and God bless my first cousin who was on the force, and my other other cousin who was the chief of police of New Orleans. Mm. You know, God bless the white officer who saved my uncle's life and got him to a hospital when he was having a heart attack. God bless the white uncle that the the white officer that got my my. Uh, dad out of jail. God bless the white officers that found my cousin when she was missing. So they're not all bad, you know? Of course but not. What I'm I love is white people. The programming, if we can go back to un. To, to programming ourselves because the television will make you see the world as the glass half empty. Absolutely. And once you see the world as a glass half empty, that's where you feel like you have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. If you turn that off, and, and I think that's what you have in a lot of the poorest communities, you have the TV, you have the more, you have the things that are not enriching. So, you know, and then you have a lot of bitter mothers. You know, bitter mothers raise angry sons that kill other sons that are having going on. So you have so many of those things, and I feel like you know we need the leader. Um, people don't people disrespect the male when the male makes less, but that's because of the mindset is horrible. There are males that make less that are great men, You're right? And we cannot. Uh, look at money we need to look at leadership um yes that may be stressful on the man but what kind of man are you that you let it stress you out of your family you cannot let this job you've got to learn how to create so you see that's why i serve a god that teaches me a way out of no way there's always a way to make a creation and to make um, and to create a job for yourself, whether it's I, help. But listen, I, I believe in that 100%. Mm -hmm. And I am living that dream. Yes. And I have not had to rely on a God outside of myself. Mm -hmm. I rely on the God within myself. Mm -hmm. If God exists, God I, got a personal, all of us. I got a personal connection with him. If he exists, he's with me. Well, the thing is, he exists. I believe he exists. Sure, I'm just, but I'm just he saying. Exists within us. I agree, but within every cell, it, there, it, there's not some. He's there, not there. He, he's either there or he's not. Yes. I'm just saying that he's either there, or he's not. And I, and I believe that he, if he's there, he's, then he's within with me. you. He's within you. And if therefore, he's there. and therefore, 
I do not have to subscribe to the programming that anyone puts out other than the one that I put into myself. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying is, and that's why you are experiencing such success. Yes. Because you're not subscribing. Don't subscribe, people. Unsubscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. How about it? Verbal Brainstorm, where we're kicking knowledge. I love talking to Dell. You are an interesting, powerful woman. Thank you so much. She's funny. You are a powerful man. Power. She's, I mean, and it's like, when you meet Del, she's such a happy-go-lucky and just funny and charming, and you don't realize how much depth and passion in terms of her beliefs, because I feel that from you, and it's like, whoa, it's like she's hitting me in the head (laughs) with the passion, and um, people don't realize how deep comedians are. No, comedians are, when I tell you, Mm. because comedians are people that have lived very adventurous lives. If they're funny. Yeah, yeah. If they're they're not funny. I mean, if they've they've lived a very shelter-protective life, more than likely you you don't enjoy them too much because they don't feel anything. Mm. They don't have passion about it. You know, when you've had to bring yourself out of the gutter or survive abuse or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever your issue was growing up, because we all have them, but, you know, you have to have them when you're a comic, you know, when you are a comedian. So so no no well-adjusted comedians there's no well like like just people who just have i mean there are once they get rich but they're still crazy when they're rich (laughs) yeah there are no trust fund comedians i mean there might be but we hate he's hot and if he is he ain't telling nobody (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no but um i think um i think you said a lot there i gotta have you back we, I gotta I mean, come we, back. We this gotta, was a fantastic. We gotta do. We gotta like. There's so much we gotta touch. Yeah. Um. Still gotta tell people about your journey. How did you even decide to get into comedy? Let's do. Let's let's talk about that in a, in a few minutes. We got left. You know, uh, so, I was working at a strip club. Okay. What, what were you doing at a strip club? Were you I a bartender? Oh, yeah, she was no, stripping. Okay. No, I was a dancer at a strip club. Okay. Um. Uh, like I said, I have lived a very worldly life, yes. you know. Was this in New Orleans? Um, no, this was in D.C. All right, in D.C. And, uh, Chocolate City? Every, Chocolate City. All right. Uh, every night. Are uh, there clips of you on YouTube? No. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> Check out. God, hey, thank you gotta, God there are no clips. Got it You would have saw the most, the worst stripper oh in the history of strippers. Oh, my God. Tell them. Oh, my God. That, I'm so glad there are no clips. Oh, my God. So glad there were, people were not, like, uploading phones and all mm-hmm. that back in the day. But anyway, um. Every night, I would talk to a, a girl who was an actress. Okay. Uh, in there, because you know, strip clubs, uh, all those people. All, oh, the actresses those would come know. and just watch. I thought the actresses were also stripping to make money. No, on they the were side. stripping. Yeah. Oh, the actresses were. Yeah. Stripping too. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because people are very like, you know, uh, people have a very um, bad connotation yeah. about strippers. Uh, but most of the strippers that I strip with, they all have degrees, yeah, oh. and they're all actively using their wow. degrees ooh, right now. Ooh. They're just so, making that extra that extra cash on the well, side. Well, they, I mean, literally, they were in school, and some of them were not in school. Wow. Um, so that's a real thing. People really like yeah, pay their way through school. Yeah, people really are in wow. school. Debt people free. Are really back there with books <laughs> and uh, really paying for an apartment because you can oh. work on a weekend to make fourteen hundred so bucks for your, you strippers. You know. 
How you know, fun is that? Jamar, I saw you in here with the cheetah print draws on when I first came in. Cheetah print? Wait a <laughs> no, I, no, I don't got no cheetah print. He was print. practicing to get that college debt paid off, y'all. I would. I got 22000 left. <laughs> Ladies, uh, I'm available for private parties by mitzvahs. And he will make you laugh as he's taking yeah, his clothes I, off. Okay. Nah, I, I'm working on my body, though. I can't. I'm not. Women, y'all don't got to work. See, there's a lot of strippers that are out of shape, and they still bringing in money. Because the vagina is just so valuable like Pussy that. Pussy power! Yes! Anyway, um, every uh, the girls at the club yeah. uh, really encouraged me. And once I saw the actress um, there, um, that really gave me the co- her, her confidence jumped mm-hmm. over to me. Yeah. And really gave me the confidence to do it. And I'm so glad I did because they would just, every night, they would be like, what are you doing here? No, no, no. You, you need to, yeah. no, no, no. Uh-uh. No. We yeah. went to Miami. They were trying to find an open mic there. You know, you getting they, up and they, they were just wow. like, no. So they were like your stripper angels who were like. They were my stripper angels. That's awesome. And, uh, and they danced on my shoulder to encourage mm. me to mm. do comedy. And thank you, Jesus, for those girls. Wow. Uh-huh. Shout out to them. They got Twitter handles. Can, can people follow? <laughs> can people follow? Them? <laughs> they all no, on my Facebook right. page. Okay. Wow. No, but that's, you know what? That's kind of cool. I mean, that you had that kind of unity and that kind of cohesiveness because. Um, I remember my first strip club that I ever went to, I was um, 19, I was in the military, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of old, ashy strippers at this club, and yeah. I was like, bad taste in my mouth, I was like, I don't want nothing to do with this, but I felt kind of sad, I was like, I just felt like anybody who decided to be a stripper is because they had only emotional problems. I didn't think that it was also that they were just smart and knew they could make a quick buck and by taking advantage of horny dudes. And they're beautiful. They are beautiful. Like, don't forget, like, the, uh, the average beautiful. girl. beautiful. No matter what you are, yes, words can bring you down. down. Wow, that guys. But I tell you what, though, before we get out of here, hold on. Let me just comment on what you yeah. say, because um, people tell this all the time. They always feel sorry for yeah. the girls. But they taking I'm advantage just of your money. I want to let you know that um, strippers are taking advantage. Feel sorry for everyone that works at the strip club, not just the girls, the owner, the DJ, the cook, the bartender, the accountant. You know, you went to college four years to get an accounting degree, and now you working at a strip club. Yeah, you going through it too, okay? Yeah, More than likely, that's accountant slash crackhead. So <laughs> let's just, you know. No, nah, but I, I listen. I don't feel sorry for strippers any longer. <laughs> I've met a few that talk to me a little bit about their game and how they pretended to be different personalities for each customer. Oh yeah. And I just was like, because it's all about fantasy, and that's what they want. Honestly, I, I, I don't. I don't like to live in fantasy land. I don't go to strip clubs. And I've been to two in my entire life. And um, and what was the second one like? Because you said the first one was ashy. The first one was ashy. The second one it was kind of cool. I was in. Uh, I was overseas. I was in the military, and it was. Uh, I was in Saipan. Was it an Asian strip club? It actually wasn't. Oh, it was okay. like a, a Russian strip club. Oh, right. Oh, they was real strong. They you know, Russians strong. are the white Africans. They are. They are. They. Let me tell you something. They, they were, are she, Africans they, without the women the were white, the, the women were built. Yes. like black like girls. us. I'm Hello. telling you. Every time I run, even like you know, I'm not uh, uh, that attracted to uh, white males. Really? But when I am, they are Russian because oh. they are very robust. And they just and a gangster. And, you know, they they can handle that Africanism <laughs> that we have. You know. Delicate. And every time I hear like some girl say that, you know, some white man is like, you know, well endowed. It's it's a Russian or it's a German. You know. That's why they're such assholes. They're like we've got big dicks. Yeah. We do. We take yeah. no shit from no yeah. one. Yeah. Not even you African. I call them the white uh-huh. Africans. The white Africans. <laughs> I wonder, see, I, do, I wonder what the lineage is, because, uh, like, you know, Certainly Caucasians come connect. from the Caucasus Mountains, but 
but literally where are the Caucasoid mountains it's up in Europe so you know Europe really? Asia Europe, yeah I need to look it but, up but the thing is is that we all know that the origins of man is Africa yeah and but some of us went off and got lost up in those mountains and, and were gone for thousands of years and, and we changed and we adapted to the environment absolutely I mean because everybody adapts to the everybody environment adapts. even, even uh, you know with me being from New Orleans that's lots of sun so yeah. my skin t- can take lots of sun mm-hmm. whereas somebody else's they cannot if they've been here in California a absolutely. long time yeah um, because it's not that much humidity but mm-hmm. yeah definitely when you're in uh, Russia where it's cold mm-hmm. and it's up way up north you know you know, you don't see sun that much or you see 20 hours of darkness, you're going to get paler and paler and paler. And that's how the thing. But I, I feel like the Russians, they are definitely, you know, something. Mm-hmm. They, they've definitely something kept their Africanism. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we're going to get out of here because um, we've all got some things to do. It's yeah, just yeah. quick. We're going to have to do this again for sure. We you're going to be a re- reoccurring guest of mine. Yeah, thank Check you it so out, much. though. I want to recommend a couple other podcasts before uh, people ch- tune out. Um, obviously, Joe Rogan, awesome podcast, entertaining, wild, crazy, lots of random guests. Check out Freakonomics podcast. Very interesting podcast. The book Freakonomics. Uh-huh. It talks a lot about uh, uh, interesting things that affect us socially. Um, any other uh, Grant Cardone? If you if you're interested in getting into sales, I'm working on a sales training business that is probably you know it's, it's a few months away from launching, but I you know I do sales for a living. I make a decent living. People that want to learn it, it's a skill set, just like any other skill set, just like carpentry, just like programming. Sales is a skill set. And one of the most important skills is listening. So check out Grant Cardone's podcast. Mm. Um, my services will be probably a quarter of his services. So just so you know, <laughs> there will be an affordable route to go. Um, and check uh, out Grant's for the strategy, but yeah. check me out for the actual um, help. Exactly. On it. Okay. Yeah. Check him out for the strategy. I know what he knows, but I just I don't charge as much. And a couple of books I want to recommend before we get out of here. Uh, I want I want to recommend Unlimited Power, A Black Choice. Mm. Uh, this was written uh, about ten years ago. Anthony Robbins and then Joseph McClendon III, mm. who's a prominent black entrepreneur, they wrote this book to talk about how black people can overcome the obstacles that we know are present and and are not always clear. Mm. But there's all if there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're on Twitter, I am Jamar J. Holla at your boy. Uh, this has been another episode of Rebel Brainstorm. Where we we stormed about a lot of different topics. Yes, a lot we of did. different topics. Um, some of the stuff off 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 recording were, were awesome. We got to figure out how to bring it all in next time because this is so much to talk about. But like I said, I might have to just make Dell a recurring guest because she's that awesome. She's that fly. <laughs> What's your website, Dell? Dellharrison.com. D e l Harrison.com. Check me out online, and I will see you July twenty third at the Improv. Actually, I'll see you. Next week, July 13th at the Comedy yeah, Store July with th- you. Yeah, exactly. July 13th at the Comedy <laughs> Store. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be at July 13th at the Comedy Store, 10.30 p.m. Doors open at 10. Come check it out. We might have some, some, we might have some live music uh, playing wait. before. It's going to be, be so much fun. we got a lot of funny comedians. Uh, my boy uh, Joe Prano. Uh, I got Dale Harrison. I got, um, who else do I have? I have Jackie Nash. Um, I have uh, I have Greg Edwards. You know Greg Greg from know. the Bay. Greg Edwards. We're gonna introduce you to him. He's okay. he does thug. Um, uh, he does um, what is it? Is uh, thug notes? No, not yeah. He does thug notes <laughs> on YouTube. 
thug. I gotta show you. Too. Yeah. Okay. I, um, th- he does. He's a funny, funny dude. But we got a funny lineup. It's gonna be black people. It's gonna be white people. It's gonna be Asian people. It's gonna be lesbians. Um, and it's, it's just come out. It's gonna be a wild, wide range of people. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you like the sound of my voice. <laughs> this is my podcast <laughs> voice. And then, cause it's like. I've got you <laughs> under my skin. I've got you deep in the heart of me. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm out of here. I'm walling out. We're getting crazy. Woo! So much fun. <laughs>